Mungo Casino Studios. It's the Heidi and Frank Show on 95.5, KLOS, and KLOS HD1. Los Angeles. Heidi and Frank Show. 818-955-2955 is the number if you want to ask Paul Rodriguez anything. You've never had a chance to talk to him. We've never had a chance to talk to him. I don't think he's ever been out on the show. Has he, Heidi? I don't think Paul Rodriguez has. A- I mean, you would remember because you have a brain like that. I yeah. don't remember anything. So. We'll have to ask him, but I... I don't think he has, but uh, he is here. He's going to be headlining the Laugh Factory this Thursday in Hollywood. Let's get him in here. The Laugh Factory. Oh, um, he needs a little bit of more time. He on his way. What are you writing a skateboard? Because <laughs> <laughs> he is the father of uh, Paul Rodriguez, the uh, the skateboarder, skateboarder. who's like, he is. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yes. Whoa. Well, damn. Yeah, I wonder. I mean, like when your kids start skateboarding. They're never as good as like what they end up being. I mean, if they end up being you know a little Paul Rodriguez, and he's really good at it, and ends yeah. up making a living doing it. But in the beginning, when your kid's doing nothing but skateboarding, you're like, "Come on, you got to get a real job. You got to get out there and skateboard, and you're never gonna live off that." Right. It's like your kid who's on the computer all the time doing games, and all of a sudden it's like, "Oh, he's making millions of dollars in the gaming world," as you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but how many parents that. are out there just hoping their kid becomes a professional gamer, and they are not? They're just. They're just in their room on their games all the time. Yeah. You're just hoping. Like you're not becoming a coder or, you know. Yeah, your kid's green. building a, a skateboard ramp in the backyard. And it's like, okay, he's going to be the next Paul Rodriguez. But is he? Is he? How but, do you become the next Paul Rodriguez Jr.? To be a supportive father like that. I guess you got to ask uh, Paul Rodriguez Sr. What's it like? Did he? Was that a big struggle? <laughs> of like, you got to get a real job, kid. I I, this know. is what I. This is my real job, Dad. I'm gonna make a ton of money skating. I'm gonna have sponsorships, all that. Tons of money in that. Mm. Man, I guess when you're 12, it's hard to convince your dad that it's more than just yeah. farting around after school. Kind of like yeah, me telling my son to go do something. He's like, yeah, you're on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> Relax. <laughs> Screw him! I know. Radio paid for a lot of goodies in his life. I know, but but you know he could. Yeah, I'm sure it's been said. It gets said many times, and we're just you know out and about with the public, and they're like, "Oh my God, what a job you have! It's the easiest job in the world. You speak four hours a day. It's, it's great." Uh-huh. Or if you're Paul Rodriguez, and it's like, you know, your kid wants to be a skateboarder, and it's like, you tell jokes, Dad. Yeah, yeah. you work twenty minutes uh, a I mean, night. Yeah. yeah. You're in there, uh, you know, talking to yourself in the mirror, working this stuff out. Then you go down there and work it out again, you know, at the Laugh Factory. And then, <laughs> come on. I'm just mm-hmm. working out I'm working out my, my kickflip right now. So why don't you relax <laughs> on that for a much bigger crowd? I don't know. Yeah, that stuff. I mean, it's, it would be tough for me because, you know, it's like my dad went and worked in a factory for 12, 14 hours a day. In a, in a furniture factory, staining furniture. His hands would come home just... Red raw. Were you one of those kids who was like sniffing his fingers because they always smelled like turpentine or whatever yeah, he had on him? Good. Like because he had to clean them off with like the paint remover. Oh yeah, his hands were always clean. So you were they getting home. high on dad's fingers, and you became a big finger fingers. sniffer. The Heidi Hamilton <laughs> explains story. a lot. Still, yeah, still you're still happening. a big finger sniffer. <laughs> I am. All right, it's Paul Reed, Rodriguez here. He's here. Let's get him in here. Let's do it. John Stites can, is with him too. Oh my can god! Ask him all these questions. <laughs> oh, we got a couple of headphones. Have a seat. Have a seat. 
Thank nice. you guys for stopping by. I know yeah, we man. asked you to come by when traffic's at the most in oh, Los yeah, Angeles. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, <laughs> yeah, that's get right. you get stuck that. in it. Can you get yeah. to Burbank at nine by well, nine o'clock in the morning? I thought John was going to ride you over on his motorcycles. You guys just cut lanes and you'd be on the We're back. We're not that close. You know, we, <laughs> yeah. I'd have could to be like Chip him. and Ponch. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd or have or to John and Ponch. <laughs> yeah, you guys could be the new chips. Corn chips. Ebony and irony. <laughs> Thank you guys for stopping by. You yeah, should be at the Laugh Factory on Thursday. Yeah, yeah. We're. Uh, uh, I negotiated with Jamie. We we're going to have. Uh, I got Wednesdays in Long Beach. I don't know if you've been to the Laugh Factory in Long Beach. It's a. It's a beautiful room that uh, that Rodney uh, Dangerfield and I uh, we designed it years ago, and uh, it's probably one of the best rooms in uh, as far as comedy is concerned because it it could uh, it could seat six hundred people really comfortably and they have these curtains so it never looks like if you have a smaller crowd it, it still won't look uh, empty you know oh okay That's what they should so you, can, every... you can block off part of the seats yeah yeah there, we so. got these curtains oh, and stuff oh, like okay. that and that that idea was rodney's because he had uh, he has a he had a club in uh, new york and he used to do that you know he said hey uh, you know uh you can make this room look full with three people. <laughs> Just a curtain around three people. <laughs> yeah. So, so uh, yeah, it's, it's and it's you know set up for a. We got a good deal from the city of Long Beach. It's part of the redevelopment there, and uh, the only thing that uh, room is missing is uh, it's an audience, you know. And, yeah. uh You know that's that's uh, that's what we're trying to do. That's uh, we're trying to take over that uh, that night and <clears throat> just basically make it a a showcase. You know, it used to be there were a lot of places where uh, people who wanted to get in the industry of stand up uh, could could perform. You know, uh, but now with the uh, you know all these club owners and they um, they gotta uh, monetize their situation, so it's it's very hard to get into. Just e- have a name. Yeah, e- even uh, on a night like uh, uh, Chocolate Sunday or. Uh, or any of these nights, it's hard for, for a total amateur, someone who's been on stage maybe once or twice, so they got these ideas, it's really hard to find a place, uh, a venue for them. So that's what I'm trying, that's the niche I'm trying to find, you know, mm-hmm. just. TheLaughFactory.com to get your tickets, uh, but you're gonna be, what, headlining there on Thursday, so you're gonna have a bunch of people who've never done it before believe yeah, well, in you? Well, I'll invite, you know, I'll invite, like this week, this week uh, we have, we have a, uh, there'll always be like names, you know? But I want to dedicate the the most of the uh, hour. I, I'll be hosting pretty much, you okay. know. Uh, and uh, so uh, I'll, I'll be dedicating to a, you know, a seeing a seeing guys that, that have promise, and then you invite them back, you know. And uh, and also to be root uh, to be uh, uh, just honest and and to see someone and go, listen, I don't want to. Uh, you know, uh, pee on your parade, but uh, you know, in my opinion, I don't, I don't think you, uh, you're ready for this. You know? Oh, really? And, you know, that's that's the hardest thing to say. You know? Oh man. Uh, oh. We've been, uh, uh, for example, we've had the uh, comedy camp, which has uh, uh, c- uh, brought out you know youngsters from the inner city. You know, and uh, they get up there, and, and some of them have become very successful. Uh, Tiffany Haddish was one of our comedy camps. We've been doing that for about 28 years. And uh, but most of them don't go on to do stand up. But every once in a while, you you see somebody that you can't really put your finger on. It's not their material, uh, but there's something about their persona, their presence that you see. You see hope. And and at the same time, you know, after 40 years of doing this, you pretty much can be a, a decent judge. You see somebody that you go, you know, I think you should really think about a welding job or. A, <laughs> 
Yeah. I mean, don't, don't laugh. Yeah. They get like 40 bucks an hour. Be a welder with a great personality. Yeah. Yeah. jokes as opposed to a comedian. Well, I, not I that think great. you do a service to somebody like yeah. that, you know, because... Uh, uh, for example, back in the day, uh, Mitzi had a good Mitzi Shore. I'm talking about. She had a very good eye. You know, she would look at the, she would look at somebody and go, you know, you're a writer. You know, you're, you're you know, you you have good material, but uh, there's something about you that just, uh, uh, just not good on stage. Yeah, you're not yeah. a performer. Exactly. You should write jokes you know? for other people. You know, a good example of that is uh, Larry David, for example. You know, you uh, uh, I remember seeing him work. Uh, yeah, I'm not saying that he was terrible on stage, but. Uh, you put his material uh, uh, with the performance of a Seinfeld, and you know you got magic there, you know, and that, that's uh, that's uh, Mitzi's uh, doing. But after a while, you know, you say to yourself, "Well, who are you to judge somebody's comedy?" You know, I think I'm Paul I'm Rodriguez, Paul bitch. Rodriguez. <laughs> you know, after after a while, you got to say to yourself, "Look, I'm not doing this to to hurt your feelings, but uh, you know, if if you've given up college or if you if you are totally set on this, because there's a lot of people that really want to do this there's there's been doctors that have given up their practice mm-hmm. and uh, dr and, ken teachers teachers, mm-hmm. teachers. you know John it's it's an it's an advocation you know and and there are moments where you say to yourself you know uh you're you're a much better doctor than you are I, i'm not talking about dr ken's obviously uh very successful and he did have what it takes you mean like the patch adams out there it's like hey <laughs> yeah, why yeah. don't you be funny to the kids with your yeah, yeah, see the thing about stand-up comedy is that nobody uh, uh, nobody in this world sees themselves as, as devoid of humor, you know? Mm-hmm. The average person, you know, will say, you know, you think about your own self. You go, yeah, you know, I'm funny. The thing is that uh, being funny around your friends and being funny around your family is not a good uh, uh, measurement <laughs> of being funny in front of strangers, you know? And one of our, I mean, this is actually my 15th year in stand-up, and one of our favorite things is when a quote-unquote famous person or a YouTube celebrity or somebody decides, like, oh, I'm going to do stand-up and we just all the comics get in the back like yeah (laughs) for that first 30 (laughs) seconds to a minute their fame buys them the crowd like wow but they're following other real professional polished stand-ups and crowds are savvy enough to be like you know now like do you have i mean that's what led to that kramer thing exactly exactly if you don't know how to bomb if you don't know how to handle it, it is a traumatic experience for civilians, and it's wonderful I to watch. I did actually enjoy Everybody it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We've made a career of bombing every single morning yeah. for four hours. That's what we do. You know, it's, for some reason, it works. I don't know. Yeah, it, it does. It, it does. Uh, you're very successful. You know, uh, what I'm saying is that uh, there are there are uh, situations where, where you know, you, you really can't put your thumb on it. You, you can say, oh, well... There's something about this guy because there are people that really don't have great material, but there's an acceptance that the audience has. You know, they, they go up on stage and there's something about them you like. You know, right. mm-hmm. I was there that infamous night with uh, with uh, um, the the uh, the debacle, the, the, the Kramer incident, the, the Kramer incident. I was there that night, and uh, it, it, uh, it to tell the truth, it was instigated by the African Americans. Uh, uh, on uh, they started it. And uh, and uh, they really crossed that line. If you, I think you can still find that clip at, on YouTube. Oh, yeah. You'll see where they're the ones, they're the first ones that threw out the uh, racial epithet. You know, cracker. And you, you'll hear it. You'll hear them say, you know, uh, get that. Uh, you know, wh- whatever demeaning name you can call a mm-hmm. white guy, and it's it doesn't make headlines. You know, because it's it's acceptable, I guess. But uh, but he didn't take it. Uh, Kramer, uh, Michael. Uh, 
was always a performing artist. I don't know if you were old enough to remember Fridays, a show way back yeah. in the day on ABC. Yeah, great perform. You know, he he would uh, he would do these pieces and perform, and he would go to nightclubs and would try out stuff. Uh, the problem is that when when they announce when they announced him, the whole place went nuts. You know, yeah, of course, it's you know, Seinfeld he went nuts, and and that buys you maybe thirty thirty seconds, maybe you know, uh, and and after that, you know, they want they, they want the, the the funny, and of course he was he was working on. If I remember correctly, he was doing a piece about uh, dogs and how they're barking and how they talk, you know, you know, and he would bark, bark, and he would say, you know, trying to make them talk, and it, it was slow. <laughs> it was very slow. He was dying, you know, and uh, and that's when they they jumped in after a, a three or four minutes of that, you know, they they started to hassle, and then he lost his cool. And I re I remember begging him. I said, just, oh man, you know, just go up there when he left, you know. So just go up there and say, "All right, this uh, this was a show or whatever," and he wouldn't. So, so, um, but I mean, where do you come back? Uh, it, it's pretty hard to come yeah, back after yeah. uh, after fifty years did. ago. They, they and then if you him. watch the Chappelle video yeah. of him at the Laugh Factory at the end, he said Kramer had that look like, "I'll get him next time," and Chappelle goes, "There won't be a next time, Kramer." <laughs> no, I, I've actually I've actually been talking to Jimmy Masada about inviting him back. You know. Uh, Get him on chocolate Sundays. Put him on chocolate Sundays, <laughs> yeah. you know, to, to make. Oh a, my God! Yeah, to make a, uh, you know, it seems like society's ready for that. Yeah. Now. Oh yeah, I mean, we're not very sensitive these days. Sensitive at all? You know, and the truth is, the truth is that 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 incident really uh, did a lot for the Laugh Factory. You know? Oh yeah, it, it it put it on the maps. I, I told Jamie, I said, you know, we owe some royalties to this guy. You know, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't. He, he's definitely not hurting for money. I was going to say he's doing okay. But uh, you know, it it must be really. Uh, uh, terrible uh, for someone that is used to being loved to walk yeah. down the street right. and the, you know uh, god forbid the man should live forever but uh, the day he uh, he goes he's not going to be remembered for for being a, a fantastic uh, a character actor yeah. right? you'll be remembered sure. for that incident pretty much like uh, like chris rock will be remembered for being slapped you know and uh, there there are things that uh, that are just uh, fortunately will will haunt you the uh, that is life. true. You mentioned the Chris Rock thing. All the things that Chris Rock has done, and that gets mentioned, right? Like, yeah, it, for, and it can go oh, the same way gross. even for Will Smith, though. Mel it's like Gibson all the things he's also, done, yeah. and he'll right. remember four slapping and all that other crap. It's well, just unfortunate. I, I've said this before. I had my incident with uh, with Will uh, during the filming of Ali in Africa, and uh, I don't expect an apology, and, and I don't make it. Uh, you know something that I talk about all the time, but you know uh, he was he was absolutely rude and and um, what ha I don't I'm not familiar with the story. What happened? Condescending. Oh man, it was uh, it was it was terrible. Uh, I was pl I played the part of Ferdy Pacheco, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh, in in uh, Miami when they were filming the part of Ferdy Pacheco, the real Ferdy Pacheco shows up on the set. And he's drunk and he's belligerent. He goes into Will's uh, um, dressing room and 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 he just he just uh, he's unhappy that I'm playing the part. Uh, he wanted uh, Andy Garcia to play the part, <laughs> <laughs> and, and they tried to explain to him that uh, that Andy Garcia was a, a, an attractive man. You know, Stop you know? It. Stop <laughs> no, Michael Matt told me this. You know, and uh, and, and he said we had to uglify Rodriguez. <laughs> to, to look, it was between me and Miguel Ferrer. We, oh yeah, I saw a bunch of people, you know, and they had to shave me and all that. Well, 
Well, I'd, I'd worked with Will before. I'd, I'd been in a movie with him, uh, Made in America, with Whoopi Goldberg and Ted Dance before. And I, I you know, I, we had good relationships, you know. We talked, he was very friendly. And, uh, and pr he probably had a lot to do with me getting this part, because I remember as he was driving out, I, I, uh, I had like six callbacks, you know. I was going, all right, tell me I don't have it, or tell me I have it, it's just enough already. Yeah. And... Uh, and I saw him. He says, "I think he likes you," which, which, uh, which meant that you know he was the no racial epithet attached to this, but he was a 500-pound uh, gorilla, you know. And uh, he uh, told Michael, "Man, and I got the part. I was grateful, and we're getting along just fine. We're about a month into filming, and my my character had a lot of dialogue, and it was very important to the to, to in the script. You know, I was, I was thrilled to death. I got this, man. This is my one shot to." In the big leagues, it had a terrific cast. The mm -hmm. movie didn't do well, unfortunately, for reasons I don't know. But uh, you had John Boyd, and you had Michael T. Williams, who's Bubba Gump, and yeah. excellent. Uh, this is an excellent cast. You had Mar Mario Van Peebles, and and uh, anyways, uh, the real uh, uh, Freddie Pacheco uh, starts to use the N word. At, at uh, it got really bad on the set. He he tells Will, "Yeah, you're nothing but an N word, and you don't know nothing that Ali was family and all." And it got really bad, so bad that the cops came and Whoa. and and dragged them off the dragged them off the set. Right, and uh, when I I wasn't even on set the next day when I come in for makeup, which is was a, a like a three or four hour job for me because they toglify, yeah, yeah, yeah. They had to put pieces mm -hmm. and everything. Yeah, and. Uh, Michael shows me this note. He goes, "Get rid of the spick, you know. Get in, get in, so and so, you know." I said, what? "I said, I, I, it doesn't bother me. I, I mean, you're not gonna fire me now. I'm a month into this this thing, and and you know, I, I thought I was doing a good job. I had no problem." And Miguel Ferrer's uh, busy now. And Miguel Ferrer is busy on another <laughs> series. He's a terrific actor. I, I, I was yeah. lucky I got it, but uh, but that, that's what happened. You know, after that, uh, you know. Will could never see me the same, man. He just became very, uh, just you know, just because he saw you as the real guy. Yeah, I, I don't know just, what I was just gonna I say. I don't know what. I, mean, I, don't, that's know my, I don't think my acting was that good. How, I became for huge compliment. But like, uh, how seriously. how on brand for a guy who slapped a comic half his size because his wife <laughs> is a trifling hoe yeah. <laughs> right. to get angry at the guy who plays the guy <laughs> who said something? How on brand? What a punk. What John, a punk. John Boyd actually told me, he goes, uh, what a this, punk. this will blow over. He said uh, he, he's a method actor. And, and let's face it, he looked so much like like Ali was frightening. I mean, the, the, the entire cast, man, I was part of, proud to be, you know, on, on the streets of, uh, uh, we were in, uh, where were we? In uh, in Moputo. Uh, <laughs> That's, that's the capital. That's funny. That's the capital that sounds speak Spanish. That's funny. It does sound dirty. <laughs> that's Spanglish for real. It's the capital of Mozambique. <laughs> you know, I remember calling home and telling my mom, where are you? I'm in Moputo. She goes, quit hanging around with those people. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so, you know, he would walk down and the people actually thought it was him. Ali Bumbaye. And it was an amazing, uh. Uh, amazing situation. But, uh, John Voight, I remember him telling me, he goes, uh, he says, this will blow, he's a method actor, he's just really seeing you like that, just uh, just go on with your with, with your acting. And, and there was a scene the next day where I'm supposed to tie his gloves, and I, was, well, uh, I would talk like this, uh, look here, champ, you gotta just, uh, you know, settle down, remember, you know, uh, stick and move, uh, you, you know, performance of a very powerful man. Well, all that was cut out, and as I was tying, he goes, 
you don't know what the F you're doing, do you? And I'm going, the camera, it's not like, the camera's not focused on me tying your uh, your gloves. <laughs> yeah. Of course I'm not tying your gloves. You do like five or six scenes. I'm just faking like I'm tying your gloves. The camera's on our face. Well, yeah. And he just, uh, after that it got worse, you know. Oh, no. You're, you're, you're a long, he kept saying, uh, you know, you're a long way from anybody that likes you. I ain't no Mexicans right here in Africa. I got to the point where I, I said, well, what? well, I said, well, if you're unhappy with me, Put my brown ass on a plane and send me back. I mean, I ain't going to put up with this, you know? And, uh, and no apology. Never like this. You guys yeah, what, no, the thing went off. And if you look at the movie, it, it did me a lot of harm. I, I know it did me a lot of harm because when you see the movie, you see a single name in a card, which means you're no extra, man. You, you know, you have dialogue, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, sometimes you see like two names or three names. Mm -hmm. Those are lower parts. But if your name is on a single uh, name, you're mm -hmm. not sharing with anybody else. That means you are part of, you, you're a, you have an important part here. Mm -hmm. And when you see that movie, I don't say a word, you know. I don't say, <gasps> all my scenes were cut out. And uh, My God. And, uh, what, a, what an awful thing to say. Assuming that you, you can only be liked in a, in, a, in a place where you're all alike. Oh, you're a long way from where anybody no, would like you. you said other things, which I, I don't but know. But it's like, just because I'm in Africa, does that mean, oh, well, you're a long way from uh, being some place where people like you? Yeah, he what? said a lot of things about well, Mexican-Americans, which I, I don't, you know, Ugh. it's been so many years. It wouldn't have been the first time for you like that, though. Didn't you spend, uh, like, weren't you based in Iceland when you were in the Air Force? Yeah. I, I, <laughs> he's like, I've, I've been all over the world, man. Uh, I've been like the, the and, Chris, and no Christopher Columbus. For you? Yeah. No, I have no Icelandic no Mexicans ever told in Iceland. Me. <laughs> I've been. I was in in the Air Force. I was at Udapau Air Base. Uh, I, I landed in Saigon a couple of times. You know, the war was over, but we were there recovering. Uh, you know, bodies. I was part of a. It was very sad. Anyway, uh, so well, I didn't want to bring that up, but it's yeah. like a, a place where it's like, hey, I've, I've been in situations like well, this before. I, yeah, well, yeah, but I mean, this this time it was uh, it was personal. I never felt like. Uh, yeah, I didn't understand what you're saying. You're saying what? Uh, as a matter of fact, I, I got along with the people there because you know I know Spanish and 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 everybody in, in, uh, in Mozambique speaks uh, Portuguese, which, which is similar. You could understand yeah. it, you know. Yeah, enough. So I I got along. I was talking to them. I, I was trying to do some stand up. You know, you had Jamie Fox who was a uh, who was on the uh, played. Uh, he should have gotten Oscar. Was terrific in that. And I thought this part would do would do for me. When I got this part, I was so happy because it would put me. Uh, people would see me in a different light, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, and what it did, it did the opposite. Our casting directors would see this, and they'd see my name there, and they would go, "What he doesn't see? He must have been so bad they they cut him oh, out, you know." Yeah. And, they cut and him see, then too, on a movie set, you know, I grew up wanting to be an actress, and how's that going? Well, whatever. But I always envision it's like a movie set is this little family for a moment in time, yeah. maybe not forever, but for that moment, we're all here to make something. It's our baby. We want to all tight. do our best. Mm -hmm. We want to be. You want to get along because you want to enjoy being there, so that so that you know the product is good. And to hear that, like your experience was that bad. It's like graduating it, from it high school. You know, up. you become really tight. And this cast in particular, you had Nona Gay, Marvin Gaye's uh, uh, daughter. You had uh, uh, who did you have? You had a lot of really really good. A, a you know Mich uh, Michael Michelle, beautiful. Mm -hmm. Uh, you, you had uh, Jada Pinkett, you had uh, mm. J.B. Fox, like I said, you had White, uh, what's his name, he's, he's a terrific actor, uh, a bit arrogant, but even he was friendly, and after this happened to me, after he became really abusive, even the director would jump in, there's a, 
there's a scene where we're from far away when we're all walking and uh and you know and i remember michael man going with his micro megaphone going rodriguez quit chasing the camera and i'm going uh all right i, I don't know i don't know what you mean by that but but you know and he did it again and i said mike can i talk to you you know because this is kind of demeaning you know what he meant is that i was a. Uh, you know, when you're walking like this, it's common sense. You you figure out who's to your right, who's to your left, and you try to stay within those things. Well, you know, it was somebody else that was not doing it, and I, I'm trying to... Oh, but know, they can't call that person but out. But that person wasn't someone <clears throat> you would uh, uh, right. uh, uh-huh. call out. So so who's who's the, the low man of the totem pole? And uh, I didn't appreciate that, so I wanted to talk to him. Uh, you know, don't, don't, don't holler at me like that. I'm not trying yeah. to be a diva here, but... But you know, once the first time I said, "All right, well, let me maybe I'm doing." Pull me wrong. aside. And- <laughs> That's why you bring a pro. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> you bring a legend. As well, my mic time goes off, you treated me like that. You know, when <laughs> when in reality it's so and so, and you know it, and I know it. Yeah. Come on. But uh, I had I had no leverage. After a while, I, I was the uh, I was I was like a, a leopard. You know, the, the people that I was friendly with, all of a sudden, I didn't go to dinner with them. I didn't hang out with them. This is an all-around horrible experience. It was. It Damn was, it. It, it, went, it went for me one of the best experiences. And forget about that. It it, it did me a lot of harm because, uh, you know, Vicky Thomas is one of the biggest uh, casting directors, you know. And uh, I know that had something to do with it because uh, uh, I got a good, uh, I got a very good part with, with Clint Eastwood, but the movie hadn't come out yet. I don't know if I would have gotten it. I just on my own merits, I guess. And, but I thought about that. After that, the the parts that you wanted uh, went to uh, other, you know, went to Leguizamo or went to, uh, uh, you know, Antonio Banderas. So these parts. That Leguizamo, and, he doesn't chase the camera. You know, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not blaming these uh, fine Latino actors for my of problem. Not. But, but I'm looking at it and I'm going. There was definitely a, a, mm-hmm. a pivot, a moment. When uh, when my career could have got this way, could have got that way, you know, and hey, you know, I I've gotten some parts, uh, I've gotten other parts, but but it wasn't it wasn't the same, you know. After a while, because I never talked about this at all, you know. I, I came back and it's been twenty some years, and I think uh, I hadn't done an interview about this. One in San Diego, and one with uh, Felipe Esparza, my buddy, on this podcast. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. He's, great. he's a friend of the I, show. That's, that's the only him. time I, I ever uh, spoke about it. You know, it wasn't like I made it my mantra. Right, right. I wasn't mm-hmm. trying to hurt uh, Will. I still have great respect for his acting abilities, and I'm really sorry he's in that situation. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but where's my apology? Mm-hmm. You know, because mm-hmm. it was it was definitely when when they screened the movie for me. I was in another project, and uh, uh, Michael Mann says, "Well, you know, uh, Will said." Uh, we're gonna cut Freddy Pacheco out of this movie, and I say you're not cutting Freddy Pacheco. Freddy Pacheco is Freddy Pacheco. Right. You're cutting me out, yeah. you know. Yeah. And uh, people aren't gonna say when they look at this, you know, what's that to my family, anybody? Because I was so happy about that. What, what, what am I gonna say? The only uh, explanation that someone who doesn't know the situation can get is that this guy was so bad. Yeah. They yep. couldn't. They couldn't uh, c- cut him out of the movie uh, because he'd been on it so long. So they just, uh, I just became the highest paid extra, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
you know, once you have gotten up to that level, there were a lot of parts. I told my agent, well, how about the, the, this? Or, you know, you get a certain level, you don't have to read anymore. They know your character, you know. They know well, do. I've, I've always had to read. After that, I've always had mm. to And I'm willing to read. I mean, I've done theater, and I really, really, really work hard on my acting, you know. But uh, you, you can't... You, you you're not going to be up for a, a supporting uh, in in, a, in an Oscar situation mm -hmm. by by doing Clifford the Big Red Dog. <laughs> you know? yeah, please tell me he wasn't the same as Will on set. Clifford was Clifford was way nice. He was, he was really uh, nice. He was a good boy. <laughs> Yeah, Clifford, I love Clifford. You know, <laughs> I think they're gonna do a sequel, and I, because I'll do it. What, what can I tell you? But it wasn't like I was trying to be a diva. But but you know the the parts. It's been difficult for me to find. Uh, uh, I think the. I want to thank the people at Disney who gave me a didn't give me. I auditioned for a a, a, a wonderful show, a million little things. And oh I, yeah. I played, so good. I, I I had a part there, and it was very dramatic, and I've gotten good, good response That's from a that. Show. Oh. But uh, but other than that, it's just that uh, you know Hollywood is such a small community, and casting directors are. Are very incestuous. They, they know each other. And well, that's what I was going to ask you, Paul. Was do you think that they told lies about you from that Ali set? Like, well, you didn't do anything wrong. But, but, but once Will Smith goes, I'll never work with that guy again. Mm -hmm. So don't. I you know. tried to look. I begged him. I tried. I said, Will, it's me, man. It's yeah. me. We work together. You're my friend. You know, how could it be that we're getting along? You were such a wonderful thing situation before, and all of a sudden now I'm incompetent. I don't know what mm -hmm. I'm doing. Uh, nobody likes me, and uh, how did that happen, man? It, it wasn't me that called you the N word. It wasn't me that was in. It wasn't me, man. You know, I, I'm your that friend. That's weird. That's so. But I, I could not turn him around, and and the abuse just became more and more and more to the point where I said, well, <clears throat> there was another incident where we were invited to the Nelson Mandela to have dinner with Nelson Mandela. Right? Jeez, it was pretty cool. I, yeah. I would have loved. I would have loved to to know. Well, I didn't. I didn't know. Nobody, nobody called my room. Nobody told me anything. By chance, um, Michael Michelle, who got out to dinner, so like that real sweet, beautiful girl, said, "Are you going to the to the Nelson Mandela dinner?" And I go, "What? There's, there's a dinner going on." I said, "Well, nobody." It says, "Well, you come with me. You know, you're part of the cast." And that's how I went there. You know, and, and you know, it was it was one of the, a very wonderful moment in my life, you know, to have a picture of Nelson Mandela. Absolutely, to, to talk to him, and I mean, this, this you know, in my life, I've, I met Caesar Chavez, you know, very well since I was a kid. I knew him. But well. you shouldn't have had to go as her plus one. That's just so disrespectful. Right. I mean, and, she's and, obviously uh, awesome, but and then he was upset about that. You know, Jesus, I said, oh my god. I, well, what can I do? You know, I mean, what can I do? I mean, I'm I'm in Africa. Here's my opportunity yeah. to meet Nelson Mandela. Uh, once in a lifetime. I mean, you know, I, I crossed the border to become a citizen. I, I, I'm definitely not gonna, not gonna miss this chance, you know, because mm -hmm. because of some insecurity, some beef yeah. that you have on mm -hmm. me. That is and such I'll tell you what, I, I got a, uh, it is. I got a letter from uh, from um, Freddie Pacheco's daughter, and she told me that that it bothered him enough in his in his deathbed, I guess, uh, it bothered him enough to to apologize to me and to say uh, that. He was sorry that that this is this had happened to me. I obviously, he saw the movie, and uh, and he he apologized. And I said, "Well, it must have bothered him to have done that." I said, well, "Okay, I'll take his apology. What what am I going to do? You know?" Yeah. But yeah, my my career. Uh, I thought I 
I thought that would have uh, given me an opportunity to at least to, to be seen or to be uh, as a serious of. actor, not just a you mm-hmm. know. Yeah, but the, <clears throat> have you, you ever know? thought about welding? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yes, I have. It's $40 an hour. Yes, I have. It's a good gig. Yeah, oh, yeah yes, but I Johnny, there's a lot, it's a lot of times that <laughs> career is in flux, you know? You just don't. Oh, well, well you know, I, I, I thought about it, but now I'm sure. <laughs> after you mentioned this, that, uh, that's where my forte is, you know? I'm, I'm, not, I'm not above being a welder. You know? <laughs> None of us are. Yeah. Paul Rodriguez, thank you so much for stopping by and, and uh, sure, telling us a, a crazy story. Just want to tell everybody the reason we're here is... Is tell everybody that if you, you know, if you know someone that that has been looking for an opportunity uh, to get on stage, uh, I'll give you a shot, and I'll give you a shot. And if you if, if you think you're ready, uh, I'll be more than glad to to be the person that opened the doors at That's least to awesome. stand up for you. You know, and you're going to be headlining the Laugh Factory this Thursday in Hollywood. In Hollywood, Hollywood and Wednesdays in Long Beach. Okay, Wednesdays in Long Beach. Everybody's welcome, and yeah, we'll have you know, I think we we'll have Carlos Mencia uh, this Thursday. He's another person that has been ostracized, but again, yeah. I don't. I don't think somebody should be punished forever. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, as long as mm-hmm. you don't, uh, as long as you learn from your ways, you're not using somebody else's material. I'll give you a shot. I think enough is enough. You yeah, know? we tried to open that up to uh, comedians on Friday. We uh, have uh, should I stay or should I go? But it's more <laughs> of a music thing where it's like you know, let a band play their music for the audience, and then they they call up and say stay if they like it and go if they don't. And one time we opened it up to comedians, and we put a comedian in the other room in a studio all by by themselves and had to do their material, and so. It's got to be way harder for Talk them because there is no <laughs> oh, feedback man. to the audience, Direct and feedback. it was just, yeah. it was just the most uh, horrible thing. Well, yeah, it's probably the, like a lot like COVID. Oh my God, Zoom I comedy. The Dude, audience yes. is your instrument. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. The audience is your instrument. Yeah. You know, and I, I'm so glad to be here, and I hope you'll have me because I I have a movie that I that I uh, I found the funding, and I got uh, my friends uh, Trejo uh, oh, and nice. Luis Guzman, Jay Moore. Oh hell yeah! Uh, er, er, you know, I, I have. I put together. Uh, Come back this and movie. talk about it when I have uh, Los Lobos doing the music and <laughs> and uh, uh, you know Great White and a lot of people that I met over the years. You know, I said, "Hey, would you help me out?" And Los Lobos and Great White are on the soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's really. <laughs> I, got, I got my son Gran Blanco. My son is a very successful skipper. He he knows a lot of these. Uh, uh, he knows a lot of rappers and like. Uh, um, Name him, you know. He's got this big old warehouse. They come in, the uh, little Wayne, uh, oh yeah, and people like that. So I used his uh, friendships to, to ask for some. I have a whole other generation with, Hell uh, yeah. Your, yeah, with your I, son. You know, and uh, I think uh, I, I'm very proud of this movie. You can see my shots are my, my eyes are bloodshot. We just finished the uh, the final uh, editing, and we're gonna go to color correction and. And uh, you know we're, we're gonna we're gonna try to get a theatrical. Paul, you're release. in this one, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not gonna cut myself out. Of okay, great. Right. I just wanted to hey, clear up. I'll tell you right now. Up. Jay Moore steals this picture. What you see? Yeah, Jay's a friend of the show. Yeah. I think he's. Oh, we love Jay. Yeah. Right? He's yeah. Started, and now that he's gonna be a, uh, you know, Mr. Laker. You know, oh so yeah, yeah. Now. So I'm I'm kissing his ass all the way yeah. to. Yeah, yeah. You get you get that movie funded in no time. He's a great guy. Real funny. I think he steals a movie. He'll like it. Well, thanks for coming in, Paul. Paul Rodriguez, ladies. Gentlemen, the laughfactory.com for your tickets and at the Paul Rodriguez on your social media if you're all over that. Thank you. Thank you, John, for coming by again. Absolutely. We've got to take a break. We're going to come right back. We're Heidi and Frank.